0: Do you still doodle or play like mindless video games when you record?
1: Hmm, doodling yes. Um video games. I don't like to say video games cuz that implies a much um much more involved Sure. Action, but mm-hmm. I have in the past been known to play simple iOS games like Altos Adventure and Threes while I record. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. it's just a way to, for me personally, it helps keep me engaged. It it means that I'm not uh, accidentally finding myself clicking the blue and white bird icon when I should be <laughs> paying attention, right? Um, so I've been known to do that. These days, I tend to doodle more than that. To be honest,
0: yeah. So, um. I don't know what the name of this stuff is. It's maybe like sticky tack or whatever. It's like the blue putty that I most often than not use to clean my ear or AirPods. I know it as as blue tack. Okay. So I have a piece of that that has not been yet used to clean my AirPods um, Mm. that I'm just like rolling around in my fingers. And Mm -hmm. I find that when I record, I must have something in my hands to just fiddle with. And I think I would be the kind that would really enjoy uh, what? The, what? Not a fidget spinner, but you know the like thing that was a like a cube. Of the, you think
1: thinking a fidget cube. I have one. Yes. and it's terrible for recording because it makes noise.
0: That's why I don't have one because I know no. I would want to f- mess with it constantly, and that would be a terrible idea. Uh, but I need something to mess with, and oftentimes I'll like have something like a pen in my hand, but I'm a klutz, so uh-huh. I periodically will drop it, and that creates problems for either Marco or Jim. And so, yeah. I'm trying to f- you know make sure I grab onto things that are that are not loud in and. And won't create a problem.
1: I need to bring my selection of fidget items to uh, Mega Studio. I have a bunch in of Mega Office. I have, I do have a fidget cube, one of the original Kickstarter ones. I have mm. a very nice fidget spinner uh, mm. that mm. I use too. Here, I only have um, so more recent Lego sets come with like this Lego separator thing. What it's called the Lego brick separator. This is something that they do these days, and I have one of those on my desk from a Lego set that I built here. What
0: in? How does
1: this even work? It's just like it's like a spudger. Uh, one end is, and then it's got the other like on the the multi back, basically the multi tool on the other end <laughs> <laughs> to help you. Uh, attached to other pieces of Lego to help, like, separate them. It's huh. a tool that usually I think, oh, this is stupid. Why did they give me this? I think this every time. And then also, I uh, I always use it during builds.
0: No way. Mm-hmm. I had no idea this was a thing. Kate is we'll saying they've
1: had them for a long time, but they include them for free in the expensive sets these days. Um, oh, well, aren't you Mr. Fancy? Well, I don't, I, I don't think <laughs> the sets that I've been using were very expensive. I think... The architecture sets are actually not that expensive, but they're complicated. So I think they include them in there because there's lots of tiny pieces. The other one was in the NES set, uh, which is an expensive Ah, set. It's also a Mm. big set. Um, I think it might be, there might not be so much of a price threshold as a parts threshold, but I don't Mm. know.
0: So you mentioned a minute ago, mega office and mega studio. And I was curious what the update is. I am a little bit behind on cortex. I think I'm like a half an episode back.
1: How can you be? How can you be behind? We release one episode a month.
0: I, can, I know because I'm not, uh, Michael, I don't even want to get started on my podcast listening problems right now because I have so many shows I want to listen to and I have uh-huh. time for very few of them and it makes me extremely sad. So, I and actually one of the things that interrupted uh, Cortex was Upgrade, which I'm halfway through. I have an hour left of uh, Upgrade Plus from this week, and that was just yesterday. Okay. Thank you very much.
1: I understand how in those kinds of situations um, it can be a Cortex can get pushed because it's not so uh, timely. Timely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have this with some shows where it's like they're some of my favorite shows, but they're not timely, so they end up building up, um, yep. and then I'll like maybe just blow through them all. So like I, said, I have this with my brother and my brother and me. I love that show. It's, it's probably it's like top three I reckon in my favorite podcasts. But I will go for like two months without listening to it, and then just listen to one of them because I'm out of other stuff to listen to, and then not listen to anything else other than my bam episodes <laughs> for five days. Right. Uh, the the commute and stuff and like being in the studio is helping me get through my uh my, my backlog better than I used to.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing is I've been more focused on development work, which I can listen to podcasts, but it can't be something that I have to like closely pay attention to. Um, And Cortex, I think, runs both ways. Sometimes I can not tune out of Cortex because that implies that I'm not listening, but I can like listen to Cortex and be in, in in the background and not be paying, you know, close, close, close attention to it. And then sometimes you guys will talk about something and I need to be like locked in in order to keep up or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been hard for me to find the time to listen to podcasts as many podcasts as I was like, uh, as I would like, but anyway, that digression aside. So tell me, what is the update with mega studio? You obviously used it for the podcast a thon, which we'll talk about in a minute, but uh, is it, is it, the sort of thing where you were going every day? You mentioned a commute. So are you going regularly?
1: Well, the the podcast-a-thon has been tidied away, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was the thing that we had to do, like to remove everything that we'd added to the studio. Um, And I would say that uh, that it's pretty much done, right? Like there's... There's still some stuff that I want to do but can't do. I'm actually waiting on, as we're recording this, there has been no announcement of an Apple event nor an Apple event happening. Um, things are a little pending because I want to change up the Mac setup up here. Oh, tell me more. Well, the original plan I still want to enact, which is, what I am recording from now, which by the way, in so you know I have this this little space inside of my studio, which is like got the blankets and the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the things behind me. You've seen pictures of this, right? Mm-hmm. I wished I remembered this person's name, but it was during a Twitch stream that I did. They recommended calling it the Podcastle.
0: <laughs> so they actually That's recommended very
1: naming Mega Studio that, but it's too late. I've named it. Um, but this little like thing that I have encasing me here is the podcastle. So that inside of the podcastle houses my recording desk. That's what I'm sitting mm-hmm. on right now. It has also been the desk that I have been primarily working from for the entire time that I've occupied Mega Studio, because I haven't been able to enact upon the studio my original plan. The original plan was that my iMac Pro from Mega Office would come here and would be set up on my large desk. And I would have a desk, which is kind of split in two. One side is the working and editing station, which is all done on the iMac Pro. The other side of that desk would include uh, basically like a multi purpose area. So it would be able to have an iPad workstation on it or I could also switch over to put in my Windows laptop here if I wanted to do streaming and stuff. So that's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's a very large desk I have and split it basically into two sections is how I want to do it. But I haven't been able to do any of that yet because I haven't brought my iMac Pro here because I can't not have something at home now because right. even though I am recording and have been for the last few weeks, every show from Mega Studio, and that's the plan now, I can't not have it in case we have to lock down again or we have to Mm, isolate mm -hmm. or whatever. So I have to have some kind of recording set up at home. So that's in flux. I don't know what to do with the iMac Pro yet. I I think the iMac Pro should be here, but there needs to be a lot of shuffling. So inside of Podcastle and my recording desk right now is my Mac Mini, which I had had at home for some home uh, server stuff which never really ended up getting used the way that I wanted but now it, it has served me very well here as my recording and editing station actually my my primary work station here at Mega Studio I've been using the Mac way more recently I think because I haven't got things set up which is interesting I don't know what's going to end up sticking with that but that's maybe a, that's a conversation for another time Hmm. but at this desk I want there to be a laptop that was always the plan. That Podcastle would be run from a Mac laptop, with the idea that then, if I had to record somewhere else, like you know, like when I'm traveling, which I know is going to happen in the future, um, that will be the machine that I use always for all recording. So, like at home, uh, sorry, like quote unquote home and away, right? So now I'm like waiting on a shuffle to occur. So I'm waiting on. Apple to start releasing Apple Silicon Macs because I want to upgrade my laptop, but I'm not going to do that now because that's stupid. So I'm waiting (laughs) for the Apple Silicon Mac to be released. I will then, like if there is a good one, a powerful one or one I can make as powerful as I want, I will buy that. I will replace the Mac mini here with that. And then I will either take the Mac mini and put it on the large desk or bring my iMac Pro and take the Mac mini back home again so like there's like just a shuffling effect that needs to occur mm-hmm. once that is done i can then actually start to really build out my two work desks for the purposes that they are supposed to be used for rather than what i've got now which is one small desk which i'm sitting at most of the time because it isn't and can't be set as like finished because it this just isn't arranged the way that I want. And I've kind of crammed all of my stuff into this tiny desk, really. Um, and that's kind of how I've been using it. When really, I have this massive desk, which is all messy and just got boxes on it right now. Because it's not actually set up properly. So you're looking to have a very expensive autumn slash winter then, huh? I've been preparing for what is going to be, at minimum, two iPhones, two laptops. Because... I have been promising a new laptop to Adina for a long time <laughs> because <laughs> she is using a 13-inch MacBook Pro before Butterfly. Oh, my. Right, That is not new. And that thing is dying. But it was like, no, I don't. It was like, let's not get it. Let's not upgrade your Mac. Because the the clear path for her was to go to a good MacBook Air. But then it was like, no, we shouldn't do that because of the keyboard, shouldn't do that because of the keyboard, keyboard, keyboard. Then as soon as the keyboard came out, it was like, well, now don't buy one. Because when they put the the butterfly keyboard in the MacBook Air, it was so obvious that Apple Silicon Macs were on the way, like we knew it was the case, even <laughs> though we didn't know it was the case, that it's kind of just been this like prolonged delay. Yeah. yeah. But now, basically, whatever laptop is released, Adina will definitely get one. And then for me, it's still a question mark depending on exactly what I can do to it. But like, I see her using her MacBook Pro and that thing, it's not good. (laughs) It's really bad. It's not good. 2014, I'm being told by Dina in the chat, uh, it is a, <laughs> a thing, that thing just chugs along. Uh, she does most of her stuff these days, like her illustration stuff on an iPad Pro, and I expect that will remain the same, but I see her wanting to do a lot of work from a MacBook Pro, and uh, that thing just isn't, I would I couldn't use it, right? Like, I would say that right now, I see her use it, and I could not use that computer, it would drive me mad, um, but it's kind of just been a case of like waiting for the right machine, and now I know that I've had her wait for too long. So, but I reckon that she, whatever machine she gets, she's going to be so happy. It's going to be such an incredible improvement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mega Studio is waiting on um, computer rearrangement. When I can do computer rearrangement, I can then move on to the next stage, which is getting these desks exactly as I want them to be. Like. And it also includes, like, moving a lot of uh, audio equipment, which I've not done. So, like, th- you know, there's just, like, th- things that I'm doing right now don't make sense for me. Like, I I have been recording all of my shows for the last, say, month or so, uh, maybe a little bit longer, on my travel gear Right mm, so like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I have been recording into a Zoom H6 which is a field recorder but it can also be used as an audio interface and that's the gear that I would take with me when I travel. Right right right. Not on my USB Pre2 which hasn't been used in a month. But it's the case <laughs> of like I need to to I need to make a decision on where everything's going and what's happening to everything because I don't want to start taking stuff apart yet until I know the final plan because I have no idea. And like looking at the COVID figures here, no matter what people say, there could be a case where we need to lock down again. Um, I am being personally, like personally, personally, I wanted. I am happy to give up like everything except making my commute to the office because this is making a marked improvement on my life in so many areas. Oh, good, good, um, good. I absolutely love having the space. It's very healthy for me. So you know, but I I will do whatever I'm told to do. Um, but yeah so yeah I just I'm, I'm I can't am i do what I originally wanted to do to just move everything out of home because that's the silly thing to do right now but I'm just kind <laughs> of like up in the air about exactly what I'm gonna do
0: yeah that makes sense if you're willing can you tug a little bit on the thread of what you said a moment ago about how mega studio has been really improving your quality
1: of life in what ways I have more like physical space to be in mm-hmm. right like I think I've said this before. Like the, the our home is something like seven hundred and fifty square feet or something. Our apartment mm-hmm. and mega studio is like six hundred. Mm-hmm. So I have way more space in my life, which is really good when we're only going to two places, (laughs) right? Like I pop in and out of like coffee shops or like the occasional store for whatever reason, but I'm spending extended time either at home or here and that's it right and i know i'm lucky for that there are lots of people that are only at home but this is just the situation that i have i did a lot of time only at home before it's one of the reasons i wanted this studio in the first place so i'm liking it for that like i I feel like i have space and room to breathe i feel much more productive when i'm here because there's definitely that sense of like all right i'm in the studio let's get stuff done not like now let's move into this activity or this activity or I'll just laze right, around right. on the sofa. Like I I very much have a different attitude when I'm here. Mm-hmm. Plus I'm getting more activity in my life, you know. I'm I'm yeah. oh, I don't know, like I clock in like seven or eight, nine thousand steps a day, uh, more than I was doing because I choose to have a little walk as part of my commute. So all of that stuff is adding up to, I think, me being a much happier person at the moment. Like, um, I feel like I have space in my mind and physically, uh, which is good. And it's enabling me to try out some new things. I think one of them we're going to talk about a little later on in the show, like the new hobbies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just like, I, I feel like it's very good for me. Right now, so I'm very happy that, that I have it, and I really don't want anybody to take it away from me <laughs> but if I, if it has to be taken away, like I you know I've done it before, I'll do it again, but I really would love to still be able to be here. so please everyone
0: wear a mask uh, do you feel mm-hmm. like Adina is feeling similar benefits either because of your happiness improving or but I'm more specifically asking like, do you think she is also feeling chipper?
1: She's not here as much as me, but I think mm-hmm. that she does. I think that she has mentioned to me uh, that she likes that when she is here, she's able to focus on her uh, illustration for her comics mm-hmm. ju- and just focus on that and likes that space similarly. Um, but she hasn't spent as much time here as I have. Um, I will include a link to Adina's uh, comic Instagram in the show notes because you should go check it out. But yeah, she so she's been doing that um, and when she's here I do notice that like she kind of gets her head down similarly to me. Um, there's mm. something nice about like you being at the office, right? I mean that's why people like to be at offices if they ever do like to be at offices and I think that it's like people move in waves, right? So like I used to hate working at the office and wanted to work at home and I did that for six years And now want to change again. I fully expect that (laughs) like maybe in like another five or six years, I just go back to an at-home office again in maybe a bigger home, right? So like I have more physical space, maybe have a room. Like I I think of something like Steven's studio. He's always talking about wanting to expand it, but that's just, you know, Steven gets itchy feet with that kind of stuff. So like he he wants to move it around. But plus I think similarly he's been in his studio, He's out-of-home studio for many years, but basically he has a building in the garden. And I could I'm imagine moving to that kind of layout in the future, um, but not you know. But like th- that's kind of what I think is like the the, the flow of people and the the way that they feel and what their attitudes are. Uh, they kind of change. These these things change over time. And now I'm in the mode of. I need an out-of-home space because I've done one thing for way too long. And I think it's like similarly to how you may be at a company and you've been there for a certain period of time and you're like, I need a change. I think it's a similar feeling.
0: Mm -hmm. Been there.
1: Uh, But I don't want to leave my company. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But what I would like to do is uh, and have done is not continue to work in the same space for, for any more years.
0: Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. I have been working from home for, what, two and a third year, something like that now? I think that's right. And um, and yeah, in the before times, obviously I feel very differently about it now, but in the before times, I was really interested in doing like a co working space or getting mm-hmm. like a shack of a office like a closet somewhere yep. that i can put a desk in just to have a change of scenery and that's why a lot of times i would go to like local libraries because i'm very lucky in that our local libraries are very nice and you know they're they're reasonably comfortable and the internet is reasonably uh fast and i'm not of coffee drinkers. So I have no particular love, um, for going to a coffee shop or anything. And plus I'm cheap, so I don't want to spend the money. (laughs) But nevertheless, um, I briefly like kicked around the idea of doing, um, like a WeWork sort of thing, uh, you know, in the before times. And I found that it was obscenely expensive, or at least to my perspective, maybe it's actually completely the right price. And I just am cheap, like I said, but I found it to be very, very, very expensive. And that's why I never, I never did it. And now I wouldn't do it because, as I'm off to say lately, I'm allergic to the indoors and I don't want to be inside anywhere if I can help it. But um, but yeah, if and when America ever gets a grip and if and when we ever return to something that vaguely resembles the normal of the before times, I think I will probably start poking about to see, like, can I like sublease a space in somebody else's office, like a desk or a closet, not literally a closet, but you know what I mean? Like a, an extraordinarily small amount of space with a door that's, that's got an internet connection and air conditioning, you know, <laughs> so I can just go somewhere else in order to get work done from time to time. And that's not because I don't like being here. I mean, most of the point of me leaving my jobby job was being here. And so it's not that I want to be there all the time, but I can imagine how refreshing it would be, you know, to maybe three times a week to go to a different location to get work done.
1: Yeah, I tried the co-working thing, and it didn't work for me. I what I didn't like about the co-working thing is I didn't actually have a place to be. Mm-hmm. It was just like you have the right to find a desk that is available yeah. in this yep. place, and that just wasn't that just wasn't my thing. I mean, at that point, I may as well just uh, go work in coffee shops or whatever. Mm-hmm. especially because like there'll be times i'll go in where there's no seats so, so well, what the hell am i paying for then <laughs> right?
0: so like that that didn't work for me in the end yeah there's uh there's a company that's very WeWork esque that's called gather and they have several locations in the greater richmond area and like uh co-working 250 dollars a month so that is the right to find a desk at one of these places a dedicated desk is 350 dollars a month like this is probably not unreasonable amounts of money, especially since I could treat it as a business expense. Jeez, that's actually really good, Casey. But, um, is it? Because, gosh, it seems so expensive to me.
1: Yeah, for like a, co- a dedicated co-working desk for $350 a month is, from my experience, literally nothing. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't, I, I, I hear again. I'm just, I'm very frugal. And let me, let me not say cheap. I'm very frugal. And so when I, when I have the option of w- walking down the hallway in my house for $0 a month or paying somebody, you know, $350 a month for a desk, it seems like an obvious answer. But I hear you. I'm sure, especially from London prices, that is absurdly cheap. But for, you know, Podunk, Richmond, Virginia, it seems, it seems spendier than I want it to be even if it's probably even if it is a reasonable cost.
1: Yeah, I can see that it might be like a little um out of whack for the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I don't know. Whatever. You know what else is really awesome though? Express VPN. Super awesome. We all know how a VPN can protect your privacy and security online, but it can also take your TV watching to another level by unlocking content that's only available to you in other countries. ExpressVPN hides your IP address so you can control where you want sites to think that you're located, and you can choose from almost 100 different countries. Just think of all the Netflix libraries you could go through. If you love anime, (laughs) you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix. And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN can work with any streaming service that you want to. Try Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, whatever you want. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast, which you want when you're watching shows. No buffering, no lag, and you can stream in HD. Something that I used once for this, actually, I was not in the UK, but needed to access something on UK Netflix. I think we were watching Shit's Creek, and it wasn't available on the Netflix in the country that I was in.
0: So I was able to
1: use ExpressVPN to be back at quote unquote home in the UK so I could get to the content that I actually wanted and was paying for. So Mm -hmm. super easy. And you'd never even know that you were using a VPN because everything just works so perfectly. Um, ExpressVPN is compatible with all of your devices—phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more—so you can watch what you want wherever you want. If you go to this link right now, expressvpn.com/analog, you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself by going to expressvpn.com/analog. A thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
0: So you had a very big month last month, a very, very big month indeed. Mm-hmm. And that culminated, in my personal opinion, with the podcast-a-thon, which was the second annual. Is that how, is it the first annual or second annual? You've it's second this Jason. annual. This is okay. the
1: thing that I was, was forced to learn. Okay. The first annual, it doesn't exist because you haven't done it annually. Gotcha. Okay. But then by the time you've done it the second time, you can say it's the second annual. That's just what Jason Mm. taught me, because he really hated that I was calling uh, the Upgradies (laughs) the first (laughs) annual Upgradies, because I had decided we were doing every year. Uh, Jason just wasn't necessarily on board with that nature, (laughs) uh, with that notion at that point, I think.
0: Fair enough. I remember the conversations. I couldn't couldn't remember the conclusion. So anyway, so you had the podcast 1st and uh, probably most importantly... I think both of us would like to thank all of the Relay FM community and listeners mm-hmm. and anyone who had thrown even a dollar in the direction of St. Jude. What was the final total? $456,000? $456,
1: yeah, $456,000 on the nose.
0: That is absolutely bananas. It is utterly utterly bananas. It was
1: our goal was 315,000.
0: Yeah. And what was last year's total?
1: 315,000. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was that was why we set it at that level, right? was we wanted mm-hmm. to meet, uh, as we as I said, we want to do it again. That was the goal. Let's do it again. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, and uh, we did it again. <laughs> we did it again, <laughs> and we hit the goal during the podcast itself, which, which is was fantastic. So yeah, that, that mm-hmm. was a really nice moment. Uh, that, I think, was part of an extra hour that we did. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be six hours, but we did seven, um, which is something that Stephen, uh, uh, he posed that as a possibility because – you know, the indication was that we were getting there, and if we continued to go, then we may have hit the goal during the thing, which was, you know, something that we really liked the idea of. So, yeah, I was very happy. Very, 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 very happy about it. Yeah, uh, I'm so proud of the entire community, and
0: obviously I'm extremely proud of you and Steven, you guys. Did a phenomenal job on the podcast-a-thon. Uh, the first podcast-a-thon, I actually had to miss most of because we had family stuff going on. But this one, I missed some, but not all Not all of it. And in fact, mm-hmm. I'd say I saw easily half of it, if not like three quarters of it. And it was very, very well done. It, it was clear that a lot of thought had been put in by you guys. And is it, it's Allsac that runs the St. Jude side. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So Allsac is the fundraising like, the charity arm, the company, effectively, the organization that raises mm. money for St. Jude. It's, it's all they exist for. They, they raise mm-hmm. money for mm-hmm. St. Jude. But it's like a separation of church and state type thing, mm-hmm. right? So, like, St. Jude doesn't do the fundraising, and ORSAC isn't responsible for medical stuff. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a smart move. I bet a lot of charities do this. I've never looked into it, but it seems like that's probably what you would want to do.
0: You would think. And and yeah, the Allsac team and the two of you guys did such a tremendous, tremendous job. And given the more than crummy circumstances that you were posed with, uh, I think that it went off as well as could possibly be hoped.
1: I can't believe that it worked. Honestly. <laughs> it's so true. Like really, like some of the stuff we were doing was so wild. Like we needed to be able to, he- I needed to be able to hear everyone. Like, this was the problem. So last year, we were in a studio. Stephen was in the studio this time, which was fantastic. That was something that we didn't want to talk about before because he had to get, like, COVID tested and stuff um, beforehand. So we didn't want to say that he was going to be there um, Mm -hmm. in case he couldn't be there. Uh, But it was, like, a nice little surprise that he was there, um, which was great. Uh, But we were both there last year, and... It meant that like everything was controlled with actual proper equipment, right? So like, cameras and a board, and there was like, uh, we had earpieces, and the earpieces had all of the audio mixed in f- just for us with a with the production team. So the production mm-hmm, team mm-hmm. could talk to us and tell us stuff, right? Like, uh, this is what you're doing next. You have these these more minutes on a video that we're playing, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and. The problem was, if Steven was there, he would hear it. How would I hear it? Right. So we had to do, like, we ended up, so all of the audio and video was done through Discord. It was the best solution. Discord has the better audio-video quality, and it enabled us to, like, do all of the stuff that we needed to do, switching cameras, like, quote-unquote cameras, like, bringing people in, all that kind of stuff. It was the best solution for, it was the best tool for the job. So what we ended up doing was all of the audio of the guests and the hosts went through Discord. Then we had a Zoom call, also running, which had me, Steven, and our producer, Jill. And Jill could talk to me and Steven through the Zoom call, but we wouldn't talk back. So we had to mute and not use video. And I used loopback we both, I had to use Loopback uh, to be able to funnel it all through to my AirPods. <laughs> and that was the solution that we came that up with. Bananas. And I couldn't conceive of how it would work, but it worked flawlessly. We had zero problems with it, and we ended up doing it, and so like, I had one of the AirPods in, Adina had the other AirPods, so she could also hear everything. Oh, that's smart. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then during any breaks, one of us would take our AirPod out and put it in the charging case (laughs) to give it some juice, and (laughs) we would just alternate who would be doing that. We had one set of AirPods work perfectly for the entire event. That's incredible. I can't believe that worked. Like That felt like the thing that would 100% Fall down, but that was it was a great idea that was handled perfectly, so I want to give my full throated endorsement for loopback because it it really it, without that, it would have made everything a million times harder. like I never would have known when the videos were ending, that I was when I was going to be back on camera, you know like we could get counted in, right mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, but like I was watching everything on a delay. Um, it was yeah. Th- there was only one thing which was frustrating, which was my my audio video kind of went out of sync towards the end, which I wasn't aware of, um, mm. which was a real frustration for me. I think all I needed to do, I think, was just basically just shut everything down and restart it again because we were on a video call for seven hours. Like my my internet connection was fine, but you know I think we've all experienced this. If you're on any kind of call for a long time, the quality degrades, and just restarting the call kind of gives it a kick. Like, I see this with Skype. You know, you're on someone, a Skype call with someone for like two hours or something. Sometimes you need to just hang up and recall, and it's perfect. Um, right. So I think that was all I needed to do with Discord, but I, I couldn't see how bad it was. That You know, it was a frustration that I had, but it just is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think the whole thing went great, and technically uh, was kind of incredible that we were able to pull it off. I actually think... um I don't think I'm alone in this either. Podcast a two was better than Podcastathon One, um, which I was convinced that we would be able to do it, but I think most people would have assumed it wasn't possible because we were doing everything remotely. Uh, but there was a lot of work put into it. A lot more work even than last year. I think we pulled it off great and I'm very, 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 very happy with the result of it.
0: Yeah. I think you should be. I thought, I thought it went extremely well. Uh, it is clear, like you had said, like I had said, how much work had gone into it. Um, you've mentioned this on at least one or two other shows, but there was a Google sheet that broke down in like 15 minute increments, exactly what was happening when, and so on and so forth and who was coming on and, and what their discord IDs were and things of that nature. It was funny for me because I came on, I think in like hour two or three, it was toward the beginning Mm -hmm. and I wasn't entirely clear what we were going to do for that and, and I don't remember when I was told it was Discord and I was like, okay, sure. I mean, if you say Discord, then I'll use Discord and sure enough, I pop onto Discord and I get sucked into this call with I think the St. Jude account or whatever and I don't, I'd never done video on Discord before and suddenly I'm looking at this like freaking dashboard of like yep. six or seven different cameras or something. I'm probably exaggerating but
1: it no, felt it was like, like there that. Were, Ours was, it was quite complicated Um, but only the people on the call saw it. It was just like a lot of open participants that could have Mm -hmm. video turned on and off depending on what was needed to be shown to, you know, because we had like, there was a setup for two people on a call, three people on a call, and then all of the people on the calls. Uh, It was quite complicated.
0: Yeah, so I pop in and I'm I'm looking at like, there's Mike in this window, which is clearly like directly coming off your computer. Then there's Mike in this other—I shouldn't say window, but in this other like a viewport where where that's clearly the feed that's going out mm-hmm. to everyone. And so like my eyes are bouncing back and forth between the two, trying to figure out which one to look at. And then I'm like, wait, no, no, I'm supposed to be looking at the camera. I got to look at the camera. So I, I don't know how well my segment came across, but
1: uh, you see the pro move is. With Discord, you just click on the video you want to look at and it, and it enlarges it. Oh, I, you know, I,
0: I thought about doing that, but I was so scared that I was going to break something. <laughs> this was not the time. This was not the time for me to be goofing off and clicking around in Discord because you never know what will happen. So uh, anyway, but no, it was, I, I thought you guys did a phenomenal job. I am so incredibly proud of the community and for all the money that has been raised. I, I have come around on the relentless... Um, browbeating I received mostly from Marco and John with regard to doing my uh, donation during the last recording of this very program. Yeah. John couldn't be bothered doing his donation while we recorded ATP, but apparently my donation needed to be 911'd and happened, and happened during the recording of Analog. And in the process of that, if you don't listen to ATP, I, had, I still to this day swear I had typed Casey ampersand Aaron Liss, and I swear I double-checked and looked at it to confirm that I did. But you
1: didn't, though. Like you must, you must understand now that you did, you did not oh, do yeah. that, right? I know. I okay, know. cool. I'm I know. just double checking because it sounds like you're still denying it.
0: Well, because my 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 recollection unequivocally is that I hit ampersand. There is no question Casey, that that's what the, I did. The, it's the but key hold on. next to it, you know. Well, I understand. Just hold on a second. You know. But the thing is, there are so many ampersands that showed up after I made that that whoops. That clearly, clearly, I'm wrong. Like my, my memory. It's one of those things where my memory is. Perfect, and I'm looking at the ampersand on the screen in my memory right now, but I must be wrong. Mm. I, there's no other way to describe it.
1: Yeah, because your initial thing was you thought that something went wrong on the tiltify page, and typing an ampersand right. made an Correct. asterisk. But, Correct. But because you refused to believe that you were, ty- you were possible of hitting a key next to the other key. <laughs> like, I don't know why this was so uh, bewildering was, to you I as verified. a prospect.
0: I checked. No, but and you so did all a, of this- Oh, did you? No, well, like, apparently okay,
1: not. Okay, let me rephrase that. You checked, but you didn't check correctly. You didn't check well enough, because if you would have checked, you would have seen that it was an asterisk. But nevertheless, I stand by this. I said this to you. I genuinely believe that your asterisk resulted in more donations, <laughs> because I believe that there were lots of people that wanted to go to the donation page to see the mistake that you'd made, Mm-hmm. So you are now in for making a mistake every year. That's <laughs> this is your responsibility. Wonderful, um, which doesn't seem like an impossibility, Mister Mister Water MacBook. Hush, you. Anyway, but yeah, so I was starting to
0: say I came around on that. I was very perturbed with John and Marco, particularly John, for making me do the thing that he was too good to do. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think it was it was a stroke of accidental genius because it's certainly the the amount of trolling that was good natured trolling that happened on the Tiltify page uh, is immeasurable. And so I am ultimately glad that it, it happened, even if it's you know at my expense. So this whole podcastathon thing. Has made me do something a whole lot. Do you okay, know what that is, Mike?
1: These these segues, they're so good.
0: It's made me smile, Mike. Oh, that's what's made
1: me do. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends at Smile. Take your time back with the power of Text Expander. Repetitive typing, making little mistakes and errors, searching for answers—these are all things taking precious time away from you, your work, your team. With Text Expander, you can take it all back because the latest version of Text Expander even has new and improved statistics reporting for organizations, including the ability to build reports with customizable date ranges for enterprise and individuals so you can track and prove how much time your team has saved. I think this is really good for people that are like responsible for like IT purchasing inside of organizations and like we should use this thing called Text Expander. And then they go, okay. And then later on, you go, look how much time we saved like i think that's (laughs) actually just like a really cute and fun thing to add in i think that's awesome With TextExpander, you can keep your team consistent, accurate, and current because you're sharing text and images with everybody, so everyone's staying on page. Everyone can share the same message, give the same answers to all customer questions. You can work faster and smarter by using TextExpander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything that you type. You can create powerful snippets to save you time so that all you type is a short abbreviation and TextExpander does the rest of the typing for you. Keep your whole team communicating efficiently and with consistent language, sharing your snippets of messaging signatures and descriptions with everyone who works on projects with you. We do this at Relay FM and I love it. We have like ad copy is saved in text expander. Emails that we send to people are saved in Texas expander. So all we need to do is just expand a couple of characters and we're all on the same page. Things can be updated. It's shared and synced between all of us. Fantastic. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Analog listeners get 20% off their first year. Just go to TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander today. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of this show and Relay FM. We had a, um, a relay of Phil's question that came through a little bit ago that I thought was worthy of a little bit of a bigger discussion. just to do it in that segment. And it came from Alex. And Alex says, Casey, will you be revisiting your decision on analog at any time in regards to going independent? Mostly regarding if it has now become easier with ATP and RelayFM membership uh, focus, or if that's mostly compensating for any loss in advertising. What happened to consulting? All of this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, so I... Went independent right before your wedding <laughs> because, oh, yeah. like the first thing, the first thing we did uh, when I was independent was fly to London.
1: Yeah, because I remember you complaining to me so much about the money you spent on your flights.
0: Uh, no, that's only half true. That that's that's half true. I right. we spent a lot of money on our flights because we wanted to, but it also it was a lot of money um, to get to get a little bit fancier setup
1: on the flights. Let me let me rephrase that. Not complaining as much as like. This isn't the right word, but it's closer. Like hand wringing.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's, I could,
1: yeah. Like you, you, it was one of those things where, you know, when someone, like, they keep mentioning something (laughs) to you because you know it's (laughs) bothering, you know, it's bothering them, but they're trying to, like, play it cool, but they keep referencing it in new and interesting ways.
0: Yeah. This is far more accurate. Mm -hmm. I I would, I would, I would accept this, uh, this reinterpretation of of what
1: happened. It's, It's like one of those things that, like, one of these mentalities that we remain from childhood like it's a very childhood like thing to do that like it's like something a child would do but we keep it as adults but try and hide it better
0: yeah so the the backstory there is that we could only go on this trip for a handful of days because Michaela was like six months old at that point and it was a big big uh request of of uh, Aaron's mom and of my parents to watch both of the kids for mm-hmm. a some total of like four or five days when one of them is so little and so high maintenance because every baby is high maintenance at that point. So we knew we went, we needed to make a quick trip. And so uh, because of that, and because almost every flight eastbound is probably going to be a red eye. What we decided was we were going to get slightly fancier seats for, um for the flights. So this way we could potentially sleep on the way out and not lose a day just either flying during the daytime or alternatively being destroyed from having sat upright for eight hours while we were trying, while we were attempting but failing to sleep. So, anyway, all of that to say, um, it was two years, almost, what, two and a third years ago? How long have you been married? <laughs> so, a little over yep. two years ago that uh, that I went independent. And at the time, the goal was I want to be able to last until Declan goes to kindergarten. Because when Declan goes to kindergarten, because clearly he will be going. To kindergarten, why would he be home for kindergarten? Uh when Declan goes to kindergarten, then he's out of the house all the time. And not that Michaela doesn't count, but at least at that point the elder child will have made it out of the house. And at that point, you know, it's it's arguably less crucial that I'm here all the time. Now, obviously, in the last six, seven months the world has ended Declan is here all the time now, doing his school virtually, which is
1: now you can't get rid
0: of him. <laughs> now we can't get rid of him. Um which is what we prefer from a health and safety perspective. It is not at all what we prefer from a, his experience perspective, (laughs) but ultimately in in the list family uh, we, we view that health and safety is paramount. And so we, we are thankful that he he and all of his classmates are remote. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's a wild notion to think that you should put your health and safety above just restarting the economy for and giggles, but here we are. Um, So anyways, I decided that, you know, if I can make it to, if I can make it to when he's in kindergarten, then that is what I would consider success. And a couple, what was it? Three, four weeks ago, Declan started kindergarten. And so in that sense, working from home, working for myself is a success. Um, now the reach goal had always been until Michaela is in kindergarten. And that's still a couple of years away and sitting here now, knocking vigorously on wood. That seems plausible. I'm not going to say it's definitely going to happen, but it seems plausible. Um, and all in all, there are things I definitely miss about going to an office. There's things I miss about having a team that I'm working with. Um, it It is very difficult to develop an app in isolation. And that's why I've been so thankful for like my friend Jelly or my friend Steve, also known as Stay, <laughs> who have given me... Uh, unreasonable amounts of help, particularly around the design of the apps I've released. Um, And they have gone above and beyond the call of duty in order to do that. And that has replaced some of what I've missed in the sense of having a team to work with. Mm -hmm. But it's still, it's, it's isolating in some ways, being all by yourself. And that I'm a little sad by, but that isolation is... Unbelievably outweighed by every other freaking thing about working for yourself. So, uh, I, while while it is not 100% roses and daffodils and pansies, it's like 90, 95% roses and daffodils and pansies. Like being able to decide when I want to work and how I want to work and, and the speed with which I work, that is unbelievably freeing. And I don't have the words to describe how lucky I am that this is my life and how thankful I am to the listeners for listening, to the listeners for buying stuff from sponsors or even looking at sponsors' websites.
1: When you say listeners, do you mean like people that listen or is that what you call your audience?
0: <laughs> I was like, the where is he going with this? people I meant people, listeners is what I meant. But yes, it could go either way.
1: You can take that one, by the way. That's free for you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. That is that is quite the gift. Uh, but no, anyone who who listens to the show, to, to, the, to this show, to ATP, uh, anyone who is a member of either show, um, and to come to Alex's question about that, uh, membership stemmed from a really dark stretch of time for, I think, both Mike and I. Uh, ATP membership, that is, uh, stemmed from a dark time, certainly for me and the ATP boys, and I think for Mike as well. Uh, I'm very lucky and pleased to say that that is largely, but not entirely, at least in the in the case of ATP is largely turned around. Um but what's incredibly great about membership is that that is a reliable, mostly reliable asterisk <laughs> source of income um, in a way that advertising isn't. So advertising, you know, we would get a check once every couple of months and that's fine like it's not a problem i'm not trying to complain about it but it meant that you have to be a little more diligent about managing your own you know my 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 llc my company's finances and then in turn the family's finances because it's very very much fits and spurts and now with membership there is some modicum of money that i can rely on reasonably speaking happening every single month and that's incredibly incredibly nice and so that makes makes this very fits and spurts kind of job that I've chosen for myself feel considerably more like a traditional salary. And I think that all of that is probably true for relay membership and your stuff, Mike. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I I would assume that especially in the, in this past six months, you've probably found even more benefit from all of this in the same way that I have.
1: Majorly. Yeah, but there's some slight differences. So We had been working on a revamp to the membership program, which is effectively this anyway. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we unfortunately couldn't do it with the tools that we had, but it became just lucky enough that when the pandemic began, uh, Member4 released an update to their system, which gave us the functionality that we were looking for, but otherwise couldn't work out, which is this idea of having uh, accounts have... Uh, individual podcasts tied to them. And when you stop paying, you stop getting it, right? That was what we wanted to do if we were going to do um, the membership shows, which was always like the next step for us. Well, not always, but it had been something we were thinking about for a while, basically like membership 2.0. And when the pandemic began, we started looking at it as more of an option. And then when Memberful introduced their, uh new function, I would say we, we rushed the production much faster than we would have otherwise, <laughs> right? Like it was just like, one, sure. we got it. So it was like, go. And we were doing it just as a way to help us kind of weather the storm. Um, I would say right now, advertising is coming back. I mean, it had been for anywhere. Honestly, I'll say that like uh, uh, the last six to seven months has actually gone better than we expected. But because of a lot of work, from me and Carrie who run the ads here at Relay FM. Like we, we have ended up being able to be in a financial position as a company that was better than we would have expected it to be. Um actually much better than we would have expected it to be. But it's been nonstop since March to make that happen. <laughs> right. Um so you know you you may have noticed like we have a lot more new sponsors on relay FM than we typically would, um, as we have had to find them. Uh, which is really it's really hard it's its way harder to acquire new sponsors than retain old ones but unfortunately like a lot of uh, advertisers have just wanted to pause stuff or rejigger stuff and that was kind of what created the concern in the first place True. Uh, but now we're you know like the the membership is great. we doing, I'm really, really, I'm like, it, it succeeded my expectation for what I thought I would get to. And I'm really pleased about that. Um, and people seem really happy with it. And I'm happy with, it's a lot of additional work to produce. So like I'm responsible for producing upgrade plus and more Right. And mm, it mm. is a lot of additional work for both of those shows, but I'm really happy with where we are um, in the sense of like, it feels like a product that I sell and the work is being outweighed by the response, which is kind of what you would want it to be. Totally, um, you know, and it's much it's it's work because we are producing additional content as well as providing ad-free shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's work up front and on the back end, right? It's more product. It's more like prep. It's more edit. You know, all that kind of stuff. But it's worth it. It really is worth it. And I'm I'm actually very happy. This was always a plan for us to offer these two different streams. It's like business diversification, right? This is like Business Studies 101. And we had a stream of revenue which, which could have been improved by improving the product. And we did that. Uh, and it's been great. But anyway, this question wasn't about me.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so in summary, it, it's been going extremely well. It's funny. Um, one of the biggest perks about... Uh, one of the biggest perks about being independent and being able to make your own hours and take as much time off as you want, although I don't really think I'd take that much time off in the grand scheme of things. But one of the biggest perks is that we could do things like go on vacation when nobody else is on vacation. So I can't speak for the UK, but I presume it's the same there. But, you know, summer is when everyone goes on vacation because the kids are off of school. And last summer, so not the, not the one that just ended, but in 2019, you know, one of the things we did was we went to our beloved Cape Charles, right as everyone was going back to school. So it was, it still had most of the businesses open, if not all of them from summertime, because that's a very seasonal place, but considerably less people there because all the kids were in school. And now, now that Declan's in school, even though he's at home, he's still in school. And so now like that mega, mega, mega perk has been taken away from me, which is, which is funny and and, and a little bit of a bummer. But again, in the grand scheme of things, I'll take that. Uh, but it, it, you know, Aaron and I were talking about uh, just yesterday, like if in a couple of years when Michaela turns five, are we going to be able to, you know, assuming Disney World is well I mean it's already open now but if assuming we're comfortable going to Disney World in a couple of years when she turns 5 because if you if you recall that was Declan's big 5th birthday present um if we're willing to go to Disney World when she turns 5 uh, could we go for like longer could we do you know it's because we're we've been home so much like could we could we go for a week and a half or two weeks or something like that and her birthday is in mid January which is absolutely without a shadow of a doubt when Declan would be in school and so yeah like up until this year we could have absolutely taken a couple of weeks if we wanted to like cost notwithstanding, and so on and gone to disney for two weeks in the middle of january for the fun of it but now now we have declan school to worry about and now we're on the same schedule as everyone else you know <laughs> and like i was in act- in come to think of it i was just thinking yesterday about um what did gray do like a couple months ago weekend wednesday was that the name of the video mm-hmm. yeah so i was thinking about weekend wednesday the other day Because I think tomorrow I might take some time to to like clay and wax my car, which I haven't done in a long, long, long time. And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of like a weekend Wednesday, man. I should do that." Oh no, I can't do that all the time because then I'm taking away one of the weekend days from Declan and the family. And
1: so, and also, it's it's like literally the only day that you work. It's ATP day.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's stopping you. (laughs) I do a lot of
1: work other than ATP. It's the only thing that's that's fixed on your calendar every single week. That is true. That is true. Like Wednesday is the only day you have to work. All of the other days that you can
0: move around. That, 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 okay, that, that's a much gentler way of putting it. And yes, you are correct.
1: You chose the only day where you have a fixed thing that generates the vast <laughs> majority of your income as the day you would take off.
0: Well, I, I was just a hypothetical anyway. But yes, mm-hmm. your point is still fair. Anyway, but all said, I I am really enjoying it. I'm liking being able to work on what I want to work on work when I want to work, how I want to work, et cetera. Yeah. And I am extremely, we slash I are extremely, extremely lucky that this is something that I've been able to do for any amount of time, you know, much less two whole years. And if I need to go back to a traditional jobby job tomorrow, I don't feel like I'm unemployable yet. Everyone who goes independent says that give it enough time and you are completely unemployable because you have no tolerance for BS. Um, I don't think I'm at that point yet. Maybe I am, and I just haven't recognized it. But goodness knows that I'm going to ride this wave as long as I possibly can. And if I can make it stick, I'm going to make it stick. And so now I'm just holding on. You know, Michaela turns three in January, and I'm holding on until um, whatever whenever it is that she enters kindergarten. I guess it'll be a couple of years from now. Uh, and I'm hopeful that I can hold on till then. Because at that point, not that I don't care about Aaron, not that I wouldn't love to have that time with Aaron. But the real critical reason that we that we decided that I would leave um, a traditional work was so that I could be around for the kids and for the family. And and when the kids are gone, there's less, not less impetus, but it's it's less, and not less important. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it's it's not as big a deal, I guess. It's
1: not as urgent feeling, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's all going
0: really well. Um, and, and I appreciate the question and I don't know, Mike, if you have anything else you want to ask, I'm, I'm happy to field it, but that's, that's basically the summary.
1: No, I mean, the only thing I wanted to kind of say is like, I told you so. And so did everybody (laughs) else around you, like we all knew you would be able to make this work. Um, Mm -hmm. it just took a long time for us to convince you that it would work.
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And it's funny because my journey into independence is there are two, extremely large, um, I don't know, not forks in the road, but like uh, uh, guideposts, if you will. I don't know. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Words are hard. I I should really work on that if I'm going to be a podcaster. But anyway, (laughs) but there are two pivotal moments in my journey into independence and they both revolve around you coincidentally because one of them was when everyone, and I think it was half premeditated, half not, but everyone just ganged up on me and, and attacked me. And basically said, you are a fool to continue to work at a traditional job. What are you doing? And that happened at your bachelor party or stag do or whatever you guys call it. Um, and that's when you and Jason and underscore and Marco and, uh, and I don't even remember who else, but I, I remember hearing a lot of it from you guys basically said, you are, you are silly to continue to work. You need to quit. And then it was your wedding. That was the first thing I did as an independent person. So it is in no small part because of you, Mike, both um, literally and tangentially, that that I am so happy with the life that I have today. So imagine we hadn't hit it off at that WWDC all those years ago, where would I be now?
1: Think about that kind of stuff a lot too. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's it's really wild. It's the path of life, you know. Yeah, and I'm re- so
0: I'm really thankful to to everyone I've mentioned, uh, both listeners to to Jason to Marco. Um, and to underscore, but, but especially, especially to you for, for not only setting the example, but, but pushing me so hard in order to do it. Because a lot of times, you know, I am extremely, extremely, um, uh, reluctant to do something that I view as very risky. And this was no exception by any means. And I don't think if you and others, but especially you, Mike, hadn't pushed me so hard I don't know if I ever would have done it. And so I am extremely thankful to you and everyone, but especially to you for having done so.
1: So I love you. I'm very proud of you. It was obvious to me that it would work. Um, And again, like I will impress. uh, And if you use the word lucky, um, but I would like to just mention fortune rather than luck. Uh, (laughs) Yes. There are always like a, a string of things that occur, which you know, they, they feel like, you know, it's just like the path that you go on. And if you wouldn't have done this and wouldn't have done this, uh, you know, how it goes, right? Like, oh, you know, where mm-hmm. would I be? What If I wouldn't have met this person, I wouldn't have had this idea. No one would have made me do this. But these are situations that occurred that you took uh, the reins on. So it's your fortune rather than your luck. Because as I said before, what, the thing that I don't like when people say that they're lucky for a certain thing, like which is related to the where they are in life is like it... it It kind of feels like it excludes any choices that you made from the matter Yeah. um, where I prefer fortune because it's like these things happen to you and you took advantage of them and and ran with them.
0: Oh, and I appreciate that. Uh, Also, uh, before we move on uh, from the chat room, uh, somebody asked, is is one of my concerns or what was one of my concerns before I went independent, you know, healthcare and how has that worked out since? Um, it's still a concern, especially since our government or at least one person in our government is bent on trying to
1: remove It's more than one person in your government, Well, Casey.
0: That's true. It's about half of the government as it turns out. But anyways, uh it is so I am getting my healthcare through what is colloquially known as Obamacare, which is to say, you know, I'm getting it independently through through no sort of like group or anything. Um And basically every month there's a new threat to Obamacare and I have to worry about whether or not my family will have healthcare anymore. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but our mortgage is cheaper than our healthcare by a not slim
1: margin. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So just to put things in, this is not Stan, you know, this is not stellar healthcare. This is passable healthcare. And, uh, it is a few hundred dollars more per month for us to get healthcare than it does to pay our mortgage. So if you live in a place that's sane, and actually provides any sort of health care, maybe not complain so much that it took you a little more time than you wanted to go see a specialist. Maybe just be happy that you don't have to worry about whether or not you can see a specialist uh, because that's the situation here in the States, USA,
1: USA. Yeah. I mean, we pay for it, but you might have to wait a year and like we still pay for it, but we pay for it differently. It just isn't ludicrous like it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's bananas. It's utterly bananas. And I could go on a three hour rant about it. But suffice to say, I mean, it is if if healthcare went away, it would feel like I got a tremendous raise. Like if if tomorrow we just woke up and got socialized healthcare, it would I would feel like I was rich at that point because we spend so much money on healthcare. It it's it's absurd how much money we spend on healthcare. And so and when when I say we, I mean literally my family, my family mm-hmm. of four. It is it is absurd. Oh, hey. If you're in America, vote. Hey, that's a good idea, especially since it's coming up real soon. Remember that, Casey.
1: The next episode is going (sighs) to be, we need to talk about the timing of it, because on our current schedule, we would be recording on November 3rd, which I'm not doing again. I am not yeah, I recording with idea. you on election day. We did that four years ago. We're nope, not doing nope, it again. Nope, nope, nope. So nope, we will nope, nope, probably nope, record nope. the week after. But this is the last episode before the American presidential election. And you may think to yourself, Mike, why do you care about this? Because your politics in America affect the rest of the world. So do the right friggin' thing. How about that? Uh, you know, if, if only. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm super worried. I am not hopeful at all. Um, but please vote, please vote, please vote. Yeah, we will probably record on the tenth. Would be my guess. Uh, and depending on how it goes, actually, probably regardless of how it goes, I might have an early morning holiday party because if things go like they did last time, I'm gonna need to be in some sort of blur. And if they actually go well, I'll be celebrating it, and I'll still be in a blur. So we might have a we might have our first. Oh uh, no, I'm sorry, not first annual. Our our premier uh, analog holiday party. We'll see what happens. Uh, but you know what is great, though? The one, one thing that is unassailably and just consistently great.
1: Squarespace. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by our friends at squarespace you can make your next move with squarespace and create a website for your next idea or project it is where you go when you have something new in your world you want to show to the world you have to go and create a website for it that's where we are in the world today and i believe that you should go to squarespace because they are the all-in-one platform that would let you build any website that you would like to do they have all the functionality built right in. If you want to create an online store, a portfolio, a blog, a site for an event, a business, it doesn't matter what you want to do. If you want to Give it a fantastic look and feel. They have beautiful, award-winning, customizable templates that you can take advantage of and tinker with to your heart's content. They also have the ability for you to register a domain name right there so you have the whole package available to you. There's nothing to install. There's nothing to patch. There's nothing to upgrade. You don't have to worry about any of that. Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning, 24-7 customer support. So if you need any help with Squarespace, they have people on hand ready with the knowledge, the expertise and assistance to get you set up. I love Squarespace. I have used Squarespace forever. We've mentioned some projects recently on this show that are uh, Squarespace websites like my podcast mentorship website. I had the idea and all I wanted to do was get it out into the world. So of course I go to Squarespace because it's so easy to do that. Their plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash analog. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code analog and you'll get 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash analog and the code analog to get 10% of your first purchase. A thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Mike, let's do some recommendations. Okay.
0: So I I don't really love this about me, but I have this tendency when everyone I know will not stop talking about something. I'm one of those doofuses that's like, uh, is this really going
1: to be any good? You're a hipster. Like, and
0: I, I mean, I don't know
1: if I... You're a hipster. This is a hipster thing. You're like, uh, oh, everyone likes something? I, I don't want to like it. Such uh, a hipster, uh, Casey. Oh my God. I don't know
0: if that... I, maybe that's it i don't know i don't i don't know maybe you're right i I really don't want that to be right but you're probably right but there have been occasions where i have jumped into the hype and and i've given it a shot and oh my word was everyone right it's who knew that's why they said it's so good examples include watchmen examples Mm -hmm. include uh hamilton Mm -hmm. did you know hamilton
1: is really good have you heard about this it was so funny to me How you had that (laughs) whole delayed reaction to Hamilton? Where like I was watching you, and I was in these conversations, be like, "Did you know?" It's like, "Yeah, Casey, we all found this out years ago. (laughs) Literally, this is really great documentary in PBS." Oh, you say you don't say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. So. In today's episode of Casey's a hipster that, but he doesn't want to admit it to himself, uh, is Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso mm-hmm. is a television program on what? What is it? Apple TV Plus. I can't even keep up with their stupid names.
1: How do you not know this? Apple TV
0: Plus. Yes, I I can't keep up with their names, even though I'm a, I'm a religious upgrade listener mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, downstream whatever the hell it's called. I can't keep my name straight. Upstream. Um, upstream. Upstream. There you go. Um. So, anyways, uh, Ted Lasso. You believe the hype. It is really, really good. It is a show uh, about, like, the the elevator pitch is so bananas. Um, It's a show about an American football coach who gets shipped over to England to coach an English Premier League. Do I have that right? Premier. Oh, yeah. This is the same thing that you and Jason got into, isn't it? Yeah. I can't say it properly. So, anyways, uh, an English fancy pants uh, football league. And it seems like one of those, oh, it's going to be slapstick. Ha ha. Look at the dumb American. And there is some of that but really very
1: little of that.
0: It there's very little of it and it's so so much better than you would think given that elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. And it is such a good feel good show. That doesn't mean there's not bad things. It doesn't mean there's not consequences, but it's such an incredibly good feel good show and Aaron and I absolutely loved it. I cannot say enough good things about it. Uh, if if I recall correctly, if I if I remember, I will try to put a link to a very, very short thread in the show notes um, that somebody had pointed me to that does an incredibly good job of summarizing Ted Lasso and in, in what makes it great without having spoilers. And I don't want to give any spoilers, um, but it is an, a phenomenally good show that was just what the doctor ordered, re, ordered right now when I feel like everywhere I look, I see nothing but miserable. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so you say about the funny part of it, the the best part of it, I think even the more confusing part of it, is how this show came to be. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. So Ted Lasso was a creation by NBC to promote Premier League football coming to NBC. And they made this character called Ted Lasso. And it's this story, right? Like you can go on YouTube and watch the old ads, which I recommend, by the way. And you'll see that they reused a lot of the jokes, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they effectively created this character played by Jason Sudeikis, who is a NFL or American football coach who comes to the UK to coach Tottenham Hotspur. That's who it was, who he actually came to coach. And only is it employed for like 36 hours before he's fired. And then they bring him back later on uh, for other ads. And like he comes in as like, you know, you remember this guy. It was like a character used by NBC a lot. And then uh, Ted Lasso, the character was then acquired by, (laughs) I think it's, I believe it's Warner Brothers. I think so. Um, along with Sudeikis, and one of the reasons you love the show, I don't know if you knew that Bill Lawrence was involved in the show. Yes. right. Yes. So Bill Lawrence mm-hmm. creates Scrubs, and mm-hmm. worked with um, Sudeikis, Joe Kelly, and Brendan Hunt, who plays Coach, Beardy Coach. They worked together on producing this, turning it into, uh, I actually think they created the original idea, maybe. like Anyway, but they created it as a TV show which Warner Brothers owns and then Apple purchased it, like the rights for the show to produce it. Um, So that's kind of like the the flow there, right? And that's that's the way that a lot of the original Apple TV shows are. So like Sony produce um, uh, For All Mankind and Apple bought the rights to it. And now Apple have created their own production studio to do some of this on their own. But this is very normal in TV that like a studio runs the show and then a network buys the show uh, from a studio and puts it on. So you know, the, the, so that's why. Like, if you look in the credits, it's like Apple, uh, made by Warner Brothers, based on a character from NBC. So like, yeah. it says it in the opening <laughs> credits if you watch. So it's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of hilarious. Also, did you know Zach Braff directed an episode of Ted Lasso? I did not know that. I didn't notice. No. Yeah, look at all the stuff I'm teaching you. Uh, and another thing, my favorite thing. Do you know who makes the music? All of the music. For this show. Not a clue. Uh, It's uh, Marcus Mumford, the lead singer of Mumford & Sons. Oh, no way. So not only did he create an original song for the opening, which Mm -hmm. you may Mm -hmm. have noticed is a very Mumford & Sons sounding song because it was created by Marcus Mumford. He also did the score, his first ever television score. So all of the uh, the, diegetic... I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, not, you know, I, I believe he probably had a hand in creating the playlist of actual songs in it, which is why there is quite a bit of Mumford and Sons in the, in the, in the, in the overall playlist. But the, the all of the score is by Marcus Mumford because Jason Sudeikis and Marcus Mumford, close personal friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, so that there is a Mumford & Sons music video, which is my favorite music video of all time, which includes uh, Jason Sudeikis along with... Um, oh, man, who else is in it? So it's Hopeless Wanderer. It is absolutely hilarious, and it includes Jason Sudeikis, the guy who plays Andy, Ed Helms, Jason Sudeikis... Oh, 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 oh. Um, Will Forte and Jason Bateman. Oh, wow. It is an absolutely fantastic music video. Uh, It's hilarious. I thoroughly recommend it. Um, But yeah, so I think they became friends. And then he asked him to do the music. And he was like, yeah, okay. So lots of wonderful things about this show. It is, by and large, far and away Apple's crowning achievement. Apple TV Plus. I actually think that this is their first show that has created enough buzz that people are going to check it out. Because, you know, there are other shows like For All Mankind and stuff. People are like, yes, yeah, it's a good show. But this is one that, like, I'm seeing people online being like, you have to go and watch this. So I really think that this is their first buzzy show. And Apple's needed this. And it has come at the exact right time because Apple TV Plus, we're all going to start paying for it at the end of this month. Yeah, yeah. And that is by the way, if you don't want to pay for it and have it, you've got to make sure you go and cancel it because they are automatically charging you. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep.
0: I mean, I'm looking forward to uh for all mankind coming back. Um Me too. So I'm I'm looking forward less a little less so to Morning Show. I enjoyed I both no, of them. No, I am.
1: I I'm looking forward to it. But but Ted Lasso is the show that I want more of right now and the yes. rest of them I'm good to wait.
0: Yep, I would agree with that. Uh, but yeah, Ted Lasso's so good. By the way, uh, Ted Lasso's Premier League team, pre- Premier, pre- Premier, I don't know, whatever the team. What
1: is it called, Mike? Oh, he's going to do it. Richmond. Mm-hmm. AFC Richmond. Right, but you understand, like, you get it, though, right? No. Right, like, you understand these things, that it's not your Richmond. Oh, yeah, well, pfft, whatever. We're the only Richmond
0: that exists in the entire world. Of course it's ours. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What is your recommendation for this month?
1: Well, I also thoroughly recommend this. Um, I'm going to be on an episode of The Incomparable talking about Ted Lasso as well. So look out for that. Oh, what the That's what? Soon. Man, why don't I get an invite to these things? Look, I get in because they, they only have one other British person on the panel. Right, so they want more British people on the panel so I think it has been open to me as as joining the panel the panel was already full I didn't know that there was a thing. plus I hadn't finished it in time by the time that Jason had sent out the like who wants to be on this episode thing Um, and I finished it and then someone said on Twitter hey you should be on The Incomparable and Jason said we're doing one do you want to be on it and I said yes Uh, because I think (laughs) they need I'm especially the only person from London on the panel which I think is pretty important because that's where the show is set um, yeah yeah so. fair enough uh
0: by the way quick aside uh happy 50th birthday to jason snell today as we record
1: and isn't it amazing jason 50 mm-hmm. unbelievable happy Unreal. birthday jason um so i i had earlier recommend like suggested about a hobby that i am getting into which we're going to talk about later later because i'm still in the early stages of this but it is mechanical keyboards custom keyboards big mm. time I'm building my own. I'm doing stuff. I'm in this hobby big time. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, I did some soldering of my own. I'll put a link uh, to an Instagram story that I made of like a little macro pad that I made which included soldering. I got a wicked burn. Uh, (laughs) As you do. Oh, it was a bad one. Like 400 degrees my soldering iron was at and I touched my little finger with it. (gasps) Oh, it was a bad burn, Casey. It's not, it's uh, healing, but it's bad looking, you know? Yikes. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, everyone knows that I'm into this because yeah, as is my uh, uh, my thing, when I get into a thing, I really talk about it a lot. But I am into this as a hobby, I think more than I can remember being into a thing in a long time. So uh, I wanted to recommend two streamers that I really enjoy. Um, if people were interested in like, what makes this good? Uh, there's one, one, one guy, Teha Types, Teha is like the John Gruber of this hobby.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Or the Brad Dowdy of this hobby. So Mm -hmm. Teha is um, the guy, right? Like he's the one that breaks out of the hobby who is known by other people in adjacent hobbies like tech hobbies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everyone that's in tech, like people like Austin Evans and Sarah Ditchie, they have looked to Teha for advice when making their own videos about mechanical keyboards and stuff, right? So, um you know he's like the guy and he's very good i like him um but for my own personal tastes my favorite streamer is a guy called alex otos he's super chill really nice uh person to watch um i i've really and so like i've been kind of like playing around with this a little bit more myself because it's i've been looking for something to do with live streaming for a while. And this is a hobby that really lends itself quite nicely to live streaming because anything you do, if you like a building or you're like uh, lubricating key switches, they take a long time. So live streaming at the same time works pretty well. So I've been putting some focus on that. And it's one of the things that I'm able to do now that I have, uh, the space here, so I'll put my Twitch in the in the in the the show notes as well. But I have a wicked good domain name for it, KC. Oh, you're gonna share Mike.live. <laughs> isn't that a great domain? It is. I'm it really is. happy with the domain. <laughs> like my my Twitch is twitch.tv slash Mike Hurley, right? Simple, but like the the domain that I'm pushing people towards is Mike. Live, and I like that very much. Uh but what I like about these both of these streamers, but especially Alex Sotos, is like it's really chill and positive. Uh and and it's the kind of content that I enjoy. Uh the Twitch app on iOS is made really well in such a uh case, such a sense of like picture in picture. Oh, nice. And this is like the perfect type of thing that I will put on because these streams that all these people do are like two to four hours long. And so I'll just put one on and put it in picture in picture and browse Twitter, do some email. And I've just got like, they all have like, um, Alex Sotos has like, he has like lo fi beats that play in the background of his stream. Teja does like jazz. So they're just like really calming to listen to and they're talking and interacting with the chat. And most of the time, I watch these on delay. Like I'm not watching them when they're actually live. Sometimes I'll catch them when they're live, but usually they're recording, uh, they're streaming quite late for me. Uh, but I will just tune in uh, in one of the like vods, like the video on demands on Twitch, right? Because they stay around for a couple of weeks, and I'll just watch them and watch them build. And it's a great way for me to learn. So like I learn both passively and actively with this, you know, because like I'm I'm hearing them talk about terms enough that I pick them up. Mm-hmm. And or it's like I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, like I'm building up to building my first custom keyboard, like full on keyboard. So when they're doing certain parts of the build that I want a bit more experience on, I'm able to watch. And something else you can do with the Twitch app, you can zoom in. Ah, oh, nice. On a video. So like I zoom in on the video to see like how are they soldering this component and stuff like that. So it's a really fun hobby. It is a hobby that has exploded over the last six months. Um There are lots of reasons people are thinking for this. One, like things just get into the zeitgeist, like widgets, Mm -hmm. like our good friend, number one uh, app developer on the planet, Mr. David Smith. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, but you know it's like things get zeitgeisty right and once they like start taking off they just keep going and in other words, like people think that like uh, quarantines have helped with this people are, like wanting to look at their own equipment again at home and custom keyboards is a thing and then people are like oh, i want to build a keyboard and then it just starts but yeah, so that's like a thing that I've really been into. I want to talk about it more on this show in the future, but I want to have gotten a little bit further in my actual building before I start talking about it, uh, because I don't want to start saying a lot of things that are objectively very, very wrong. Um, so, it never stops me.